0: Hi there guys and welcome to today's episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about three pillars that will help you fix your back pain for the long term. Whether it's Saskia, slip disc, you've had surgery, whatever the case may be, if you adopt and follow these three pillars to the letter, you will have success in fixing your back pain or whatever other injury for that matter. And let's start things off by just making the observation or acknowledgement that we can all get back pain. No different to any other injury, any other accident, any other thing that can happen to us. There is nothing that precludes you or I from injuring our backs in a fundamentally reasonable way. The problem here, and the reason that back pain is so problematic and and many of our members join us through the program, is that the back pain didn't recover. And this is the important part. And we'll get into this a little bit before we go into those pillars. And that is the organism with which that injury is occurring in. Most of us unfortunately are not the pictures of health. We only have to look here in the UK anyway at the ridiculous NHS waiting times, the demand on that system and the fact that it is really really struggling to know that we do not live in a healthcare system, we live in a disease care system. Too many of us put our health and well-being at the bottom end of our priority list, certainly our lower backs and the health of our musculoskeletal system and we might do some tacit things here and there to you know say that we do things but we are not in a good physical condition and if we had some good blood tests, some Good body composition analysis and some good objective measures of our strength and, and, and stability in our body and our athletic performance, we would be woefully inadequate as human beings. We just are not there and and there 's many reasons for that, and i won 't get into those in today's uh, in today 's episode and, and and many of those maybe are understandable, but they 're not an excuse and they 're not a reason and they are a reason why when we have that injury that shouldn't have been a problem. It's happening to an organism that maybe is barely holding on. It's it's barely holding on to the, the, the stability, to being able to function and move around in the world. We spend so much time sat down on a daily basis. We are training ourselves to be shaped like a chair for many of us. And that is not conducive with being able to live in the world and be subject to mechanical forces that then we will not be overwhelmed by so when that injury does happen that complete accident complete set of circumstances that could have happened to anyone it becomes overwhelming and to the degree we have let ourselves become unfit unhealthy we are going to struggle an awful lot more. One of the things that people often ask is, "Yeah, but there's there's other people that are heavier than me that have more body uh, body fat. There's other people that have worse spines than me. There's other people, and they don't have back pain. Why do I have back pain? And the answer is that is down to luck. Not everyone is going to sprain their ankle by the time they're ten. Not everyone is going to break their arm. I've never broken any bones, but I've played rugby and other contact sports, and and, and, and over many years and had many knocks, but it just hasn't happened to me. And that is just luck. There's nothing more to it. There's nothing at all more, but but when you're in good physical condition, when we do have these instances happen, we recover from them very, very quickly. So that's something that you've got to have in the back of your mind. Know that, especially here in the UK, and I would argue pretty much around the world, we are not as healthy as we need to be. And the reasons for that, we can discuss another time. So let's get into pillar number one. And this is the pillar that is so often avoided and so often skipped past. And that is the education education around our body because we're not an expert in it we don't understand how we use it because we don't pay mind to it we don't pay attention to how we use our body on a daily basis until we have a back pain sure we we realize very quickly what we can't do but our back is only there in our minds when we injure it it is not there in our minds before that point our heart is not there in our minds before we start to have some issues our uh, blood sugar levels our, our, our pancreas our lungs they're not issues our kidneys they're not issues for us until we have a problem. And because we don't have those principles to adhere to that education, to look after ourselves, we end up really being quite out of our depths early on. And we have so many habits, so many practices on a daily basis that are facilitating the disease process, the disability process that's taking place. And by disability, I mean, a lack of ability to do the things that life may demand of us. So when it comes to education, This makes a significant part. Those of you that are in the Back of shape membership will know that education units, there is a significant number of those within all aspects of the program because quite frankly, a lot of people when they have a back injury, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they're doing on a daily basis, that five of those things immediately before they've gotten out of bed almost or before they've gone to work, they've already done a number of things that are perhaps disadvantageous for the lower back. Ways in which we could just tweak things to make them a little bit better. And education, learning what to do, what not to do, how to tweak things, and and also accepting sometimes that I just can't change that. That's a bad thing. And I need to acknowledge that and then try and work around it. Sometimes that is the way things are and that's understandable. But as long as we identify those things, we can have a realistic understanding of the strains and the stresses on our back on a daily basis. But those educational components, those are implementable to immediately have an effect on everything you do 24 hours a day. Your exercises take time to kick in, your strengthening takes time to kick in, your your, your physical rehabilitation takes time to happen. But without the education, we, well, with the education rather you can make instant improvements you can decide that actually do you know what maybe sitting at the desk at the home desk it's not set up so well and maybe I should invest in a sit standing desk so I can actually stand up for more of the day maybe I should get a kneeling chair maybe I should play around with how I'm doing work and maybe sitting on the sofa isn't going to be the best idea for me right now and maybe for the long term to actually work from the laptop maybe that's not a good idea so you can immediately start to change those things maybe you know the dog walk that I have to do every day is a factor now Dog needs walking, so we're gonna have to work around that. But at least making the acknowledgement that actually the dog walking and having to pick up after the dog when you've got a herniated L5 S1 disc is a problem and is a potential cause because you have to do it every single day or limiting factor in your recovery. It's not necessarily a cause of the problem per se that probably is much more complex in terms of all the different factors that have contributed to that, not least the weakness etc that has developed in the lack of care of ourselves over the years in terms of prioritizing some of these things, strengthening etc but knowing that those little silly activities and by silly I mean We don't think of them much. They are contributing to the problem. Education is what starts to reveal that. That's why we have so much time, for example, in the Back in Shape program with our members. We take Q&A every single week live, and we have done for a very long period of time where people are asking questions all the time. And we also have the groups where we support people to help with the education process because we know that, unfortunately, those that just jump in and start a program, whether it's with us or with someone else, when they just jump in and say, yeah, just give me the exercises I need to do they're missing so much of the problem because your exercises are only done for a short period of the day and they take time to have an effect. And if the rest of your day is working against your back and you're doing those exercises, you will never make any progress, any significant progress. You have to be one of those people that says, look, I know that there are things that I don't know that I need to improve. So I'm gonna do the education and I'm gonna do the exercises at the same time. That is so very important. And you skip over those educational components, the learning about how to use your body, the learning about the things that you're doing on a daily basis and how they could be better and maybe some of them could be modified and some of them tweaked. And maybe some of them even eliminated some practices that you do. And you don't even know why you do them. I get up in the morning and I bend down and touch my toes. And I've been doing that for the last 15 years. Why do you do that? What benefit is it really having? Perhaps we should remove that. But people don't think to ask these questions, which is why I say you don't know what you don't know. And we try our best to be as broad with the education. And why I also say education comes first. That is pillar number one. And then we get into pillar number two. And this is exercise, and you might think, hey, there's a bunch of different exercises. I will let you in on a little secret. There are no secret exercises that you can do to fix your back. There's no secret exercises for the disc at L5S1. There's no secret exercises for the pain on the left inch away from your spine on the left-hand side, three-quarters down the lower back. And there's no secret exercise or stretch that you can do for your hamstring or this, that, the other. There are no secrets. Things are not complicated. It's very, very simple. You need to do the right sort of strengthening exercises and they are simple and they're ones that you've done before, but you have to do them correctly. That's very, very important. So the right sort of exercises, strengthening exercises to build some strength in your body to protect your spine because that is what is so sorely lacking and learning how to do those correctly. And that transfers, for example, learning how to do a squat correctly. It's a very, very simple exercise. You do it every single day, whether you do it formally, i.e in the gym or in it as part of an exercise program or whether you do it informally getting up off a toilet seat sitting down the, at the dinner table you do those every day but are you doing them correctly so learning how to do the correct exercise and do it correctly and then that's not enough because if you're doing 10 squats and you're doing 10 squats for the next 6 months and you're still doing 10 squats in 6 months time you haven't made any strengthening progress you're just doing the same thing over and over you're not going to get results you must Build progressively, meaning you must do more and more and more to reach a point where you are actually providing stimulation for those muscles so that you can cr- create the environment for a change and enhancement and a building process. Strengthening does require a little bit of effort, it requires you to work at the desired intensity, and that is why you must be following some element of, of, of programmatic progress so that you can ensure that you are actually moving forwards. Exercises just done over and over again in the same way is not helpful. That being said, if we take the example of the squat, a squat can be done as a basic exercise or a basic movement that you are doing in life on a daily basis. It can then be a simplistic exercise like what we talk about in phase two, learning how to do it correctly to start to rehabilitate and get into movement patterns. That's, that's getting the wiring of your body correct. And then all the way up to elite level powerlifting its something that we do with a thousand pounds on our back to break world records. Not that you have to do that, but I'm using the point that it's no special exercise. It's got numerous benefits. It's teaching you how to move correctly. It's providing the stimulation to strengthen, provided you train correctly with that movement. And that's why it can be so difficult because so many people when they have back pain don't want want to or have the appreciation of how to push themselves correctly and safely. So with, for example, the program, we kind of take you through that process. And many of you will not necessarily be being challenged that much more than up here, not physically, to do squats in that earlier part of the program. Maybe it's phase two and you're doing three sets of 10 squats. And you're doing them well, which is great. You've learned how to do them properly, but you're not really challenged. If I said to you, hey, do as many squats as you can right now with me, you could probably do a hell of a lot more than 30 squats, maybe even 40, maybe even more than 50. We could probably do 10 sets of 10. So if you're doing three or four or five sets of ten, are you really going to get any change? No, you're just getting practice. But thankfully because of the way the program works you will naturally go through the program and eventually normally around about phase three in our case with the program you're going to start to use some resistance you're going to start to hit that limit okay you know what mike i can't do any more of these lunges i can't do any more of that exercise and that's great then you have started to make some change you've reached the point where you couldn't do an endless amount of those exercises. you can do 10 sets instead of five that you've been prescribed you're actually at the right point and then you start making strengthening change not before So if you've been doing those exercises, you've been going through the motions for a little while, really ask yourself the question, am I doing my exercises correctly? Am I doing them at the right intensity? Or have I been slacking? Maybe I'm a bit cautious, which is understandable. Some people, some of you are a bit like a tortoise. You wanna move slowly and that's okay. But know that if you are moving slowly and that's okay, also have the slow expectation of recovery. You can't be there not doing the right things or conscientiously going, I'm going to just move slow because I'm not ready to move quickly. I want to go through nice and slowly, but then at the same time, expecting recovery to happen quickly. So we have to balance our expectations and that's where the education and reflection side of things comes back in. If you are going to be someone that wants to move, things, move through things from a strengthening point of view a little bit more slowly and a little bit more cautiously, that is absolutely fantastic. And then your expectations will fit around that because you've got the appropriate education and now you're doing the appropriate exercises and you're starting to progress on. And as long as you're following a program and not just doing your own thing. You will start to reach the point where that program becomes sufficiently difficult for you to start to exact change within your body. You'll start to first notice that with cases of DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Oh, my legs are a bit sore after that exercise the next day. Oh, my arms and my back and my core. Maybe you're feeling a a little bit tight, a little bit fatigued after that. And that's when you're really your body saying, hey, now you're working at the right sort of level. Now, granted, there are some cases where if your, your nutrition is quite poor, and for many of us it is, unfortunately, we're not getting the right nutrition in the right, with the right priorities anyway, um, then you might actually unfortunately notice that you get a little bit sore in areas anyway, and that's something to maybe be looked at on another episode. But then we get to number three. Pillar three is the most important of all for your long-term success, and that is making pillars number one and two a habit. Be inquisitive about your body. You only have one of these. You can't just get it replaced. And especially when it comes to your spine, you cannot get that replaced. Understand how you can use your body on a daily basis. And more importantly, if not vitally, because people make this mistake all the time, start to tie pillars one and two, the thoughtfulness about which you go your day, the consistency to those exercises but tie that to something positive tie that to the freedom that you get to do the things you want with the people you love as as a, as an inextricably linked pairing do not go like so many unfortunately oh, i'm doing these exercises because i got all that back You know, it's not good. It's tying it the wrong way around because then you will resent the exercises and you shouldn't resent the exercises because they, unfortunately or fortunately, are the thing that has got you to get back to doing the things you enjoy. Do not so easily cast them aside in favor of other things that have not got you to that position. Remember, these adaptive changes are, 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 you, you are incumbent to get these adaptive changes on providing your body with regular necessary stimulation. You cannot just do the job and then leave it. It's not unfortunately like a house, and even a house needs maintenance over time. You can't just build it and then walk away. You must continue to use these habits. You must continue to use yourself in an intelligent manner. To continue to not just lie down in front of the TV for hours on end. You must continue to think about your body in a conscientious manner. It becomes autonomous after a period of time because they become habits, as I mentioned. But you must continue with your strengthening-based work because it is that stimulation that you are doing with pillar number two done correctly, executed over the long period of time, which will provide the strength for your back so that that organism that we referred to back at the start of today's podcast, that's a strong organism, that's you, not anymore or, or, or not like before where you were a weak organism with poor control, poor movement habits, poor habits in general not sufficient levels of cardiovascular endurance and fitness and therefore how on earth we can can effectively transmit nutrition and and, and oxygen and and other metabolites around our body with our poor circulatory system that doesn't really function very well under any sort of strain and then also our muscular system that is woefully inadequate and hasn't really been used properly since we were a small child running around in the garden. You know, you are a different creature when you are doing pillar three correctly for the long term and you also need to realize that maintaining something that is good is so much easier than having to build something that's broken or rebuild something that's broken or build something that's never really been built before. And so maintaining a good level of strength in your body, continuing to pursue improvements in your range of motion in certain exercises to make sure that your hips, knees and ankles are nice and strong and nice and flexible at the same time, not just one or just the other, strong and flexible. And in that order, not just super bendy. And then, oh yeah, I'll do a bit of exercise as well, but strong and then flexible. That will keep you in good stead for the long term. And it requires a very minimal amount on the grand scheme of things three, four or five sessions a week of 30 to 45 minutes where you are purposeful and working hard is all that is really required every 168 hours. And I say that to make it so glaringly obvious because sometimes saying doing it daily every seven days sounds a bit much, but when you really break it down, you have 168 hours every single week to devote maybe three to five of those hours to doing something that helps keep you doing the things that you want to do with all of those other people, those social interactions, maybe just you for you on your own. You like maybe going and doing certain activities, certain sports, certain hobbies in the garden, maybe some me time. You know, just tending to the garden, having that project there. You do it on your own, but it's your time and it's important to you. And it's the strength in your back that allows you to lift that plant pot from that corner of the garden into the next uh, over there to next to the pond. It is the strengthening exercises and your diligence on a very small amount of time every single week that allows you to do that. So you should be addicted almost to doing those exercises three to five times a week. Note I didn't say addicted to doing them every hour of every day. That's not necessary, but you should really be very fond look at your exercises sorry in a very fond manner because they are what allow you to do these things fundamentally laziness sloppiness is not a virtue and weakness is not a strength and if you go through this with diligence you will become neither and that way you can really really flourish and get your back in shape for the long term And it's something that will become more and more effortless the longer you do it and more and more enjoyable because at the end of the day, none of us, you, nor me are bulletproof. Things will happen to us. We'll have to move something. We might slip on the ice one year. We might go skiing and fall over. We might do some other activity and an accident befall us. But if our body, if us as an organism has been looked after, is strong and stable, the scale and the magnitude of that sort of accident will have to be very significant in order for us to be really taken out by it and not able to recover. The weaker we are, the more minor those sorts of instances may, that, that, that can take us out will need to be. And the more fundamentally vulnerable we are. As we get older, we can, we can little afford those sorts of accidents. But as we get older, we have that consistency on our side. If we have been doing these things over the long term and we can keep our body more robust, more resilient for the long term and keep doing the things that we love. As we reach times in our lives where we have a surplus of time. And so many don't have the ability to enjoy that free time because they haven't looked after themselves in the former years. There's a little uh, proverb, I believe it is Chinese, uh, that the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Maybe use this time. I know it's not the start of the new year right now, but use this point as we come towards the end of January to make a commitment to just keep doing this for the long term. And if you do do that, you really will thank yourself or future you will thank yourself when the time comes. So as always, thank you for joining us on today's podcast. It is maybe it sounded like a bit of a lecture, but I hope the message was warmly received and I hope you got to to the to the crux of it. And it has been helpful. If you do know someone else that's struggling with their back, maybe they've been skipping education. That's the big one that a lot of people skip. And then when they don't skip it, they get to, phase, uh, to, to pillar number three and we maybe lose out on the consistency over the long term. But education is so important. So maybe share this with someone who you know has been struggling with their back, their sciatica, their disc problem, whatever the case may be. And hopefully it'll get them thinking about things in a new way. And also, more importantly, I would really encourage those of you that are a bit further on and actually doing quite well with your back, really view those exercises in the positive light for which they should be viewed. Don't view it in a negative. Well, oh, I've got to look after my back you get the opportunity to look after your back. Some people have gone so far down the rabbit hole and, and, and are in such a bad situation, they, they struggle to get the opportunity to look after their back. And there are plenty of examples of that around us, unfortunately. So do use this as a golden opportunity to look at your rehabilitation, look at your opportunity to exercise on a regular basis as a really positive, um, a positive thing that you have And as always, thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next episode of the Back in Shape podcast.